0: You are now listening to the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast. Wait, the answer was Add 10 Gallons? Add 10 Gallons?
1: My first thought was, we got to put oxygen (laughs) on it. Yeah, great. (laughs) (laughs) Truck's Truck's on the way. (laughs) On the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, I've got two observations, uh, neither of which are really educated or well thought out. (laughs) 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 Which are like most of my observations are. There aren't a lot of problems on a job site that
0: can't be solved with a sack full of biscuits.
1: Today's episode of the Add 10 Gallons Concrete Podcast is brought to you by ActiGel 208. ActiGel 208 is a high-performance additive for the concrete industry that is greatly beneficial to the producer. It enables them to increase the percentage of manufactured sand by up to 100% and completely replace all the natural sand in the mix. In areas where natural sand is scarce, inconsistent, and expensive, this provides a huge benefit to any ready-mix company out there. Benefits of manufactured sand and concrete include consistent air content, improved compaction, and increased density. Now, in the past, the downside of using manufactured sands was that they were hard to pump, hard to place, and hard to finish. Well, ActiGel 208 solves all those issues. By improving suspension, stability, and the quality of the cement paste in the mix, ActiGel overcomes the old issues with manufactured sand and leaves them behind. Let ActiGel 208 improve the quality of your mix while saving money on every yard you produce. For more information, visit us at acti That's A-C-T-I-G-E-L dot com
2: welcome in everybody to the fourth quarantine update here on the add two weeks quarantine podcast we appreciate you being with us and we're still here uh we haven't been hauled off yet paul how's it going waiting to get hauled off what are you doing (laughs) i i feel pretty good about my chances i didn't have to leave the hotel for my medical emergency or for a medical emergency and uh, the nice lady that showed up at my door this morning to make sure I was still here didn't seem to have any issues, uh, but it was a short conversation, and that's the way I like it. How'd your conversation go?
0: Well, the Federales that showed up today from La Garda in Montreal, she, uh, she already knew I'd left. All right. Uh, let's, they, they have an app. We've talked about it before on here, but they got this app that they're tracking us in the country. We know it. They told us ahead of time. Like, hey, we're tracking you. We're going to call you and you got to sign in every day and we're going to come visit you. Like, we knew this was going to happen. And she was like, you know, how are you getting your groceries? How are you getting your food? You know, same things she probably asked you. Is there anybody else in your room? All this stuff. And no, no, no. And she, the last question she asked said for last, she was like, have you left your room for any reason? And I was like, yeah, I had a a dental emergency. I, I had to leave and get it fixed. And I came right back. She didn't flinch, didn't flinch, didn't even blink, nothing. She was like, okay. I'm gonna to have to put that in my notes. And the Ministry of Public Health will be in touch. And I was like, man, she already knew. If she was testing me, bro, she was testing me. See if I was gonna to lie to her. She told me she was gonna put it in her notes. She didn't even have a. She didn't write nothing down. She just closed her book and walked off. Like, it was some <laughs> notes? It was already in the notes.
2: Yeah. now they knew. And and I tell you what, good on you. Uh, you know, good on you for being proactive because you even said where this dental office was, it was in a shopping center and there was like convenience stores and stuff like that. And you had this interest to like walk around and see what was up and, you know, enjoy your freedom while you're outside the gates. Right. And you're like, no, I know they're tracking me. I better get back as soon as I can. And you did. And, and I mean, thankfully you did because if you
0: would have spent half the day out, I think the conversation this morning would have went a little differently. Yes. Right. And so for those aren't aware the quarantine says you can't leave for any reason except a medical emergency. And uh, and if you leave for unauthorized reasons, you get massive fines. And if you spread COVID while you're out without permission, you can find up to a million dollars. So um, I was out for the medical emergency and I can't, like Josh said, man, I came right back. And it was tempting to like want to walk around. But no, I mean, I got in, got out, got back. We know they're monitoring us. That lady confirmed it today. They're monitoring. And we'll see, man. That, so... You know, I, I offered like paperwork and stuff. I was like, "Yeah, I left and I can't have to come back, but I I got receipts, I got business cards, like whatever you need, I got it." And she was like, "No, you're going to need that for the next person that comes by." <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, you can go on and hold on to that. I don't need it, but someone else will. Yeah, and that's a it's crazy, man, because some countries, even our own, I mean, they have rules and regulations and mandates, but very rarely does someone actually follow up on that kind of stuff. Like we say you need to quarantine for 10 days, but ain't nobody checking up on you, especially, you know, especially if you're a national. But they ain't about that life up here in Canada they are about checking up and seeing where you're at they're about looking at your papers they're about following through on what they say they're going to do which eh, i mean i don't like the rules but i kind of kind of respect the fact that they actually enforce their rules because in some countries even our own in in some cases you kind of listen to these rules and regulations and you kind of scoff be like yeah, ain't no way they're going to check up on that
0: yeah there was one cuz we we live in the mid atlantic but for those who aren't familiar with the area, it's very common to travel between Maryland and Pennsylvania. If you're in Pennsylvania, it's real common to go to New Jersey and New York. And There was a time where there was a 14-day quarantine if you went outside of the state of New York or New Jersey and tried to come back. And there was nobody monitoring that at all. No. Everybody was doing whatever they wanted. Nobody nobody listened to that rule. Now, I didn't go to New York and New Jersey during that time, so don't look at me. I'm just telling you what I heard on the streets, all right? But we do know that they were tracking people who were like on flights when you weren't supposed to be. And that actually uh, got Joey Bell last summer working on a job. We, you and me had to go take care of it up in Chicago because they were tracking Joey's flight. T- people from Tennessee weren't allowed in the city of Chicago for a while.
2: Hey, yeah, I guess you're right. I remember that now. I don't know if our visits today signified this or not, but we are, in fact, halfway there. We're uh, halfway through our quarantine here. We had to take the self-administered coronavirus test under the watchful eye of a certified nurse, I'm sure, over, over video conference. So someone sat there and timed me swabbing the inside of my nose for 15 seconds twice. We're going to ship our test out and if that thing comes back negative, we're up to the Arctic Circle just as fast as we can.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> when I logged into that, it told me, it said, there are 338 people ahead of you in line.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It told me like two ninety or something like that. It's like the wait time can vary anywhere between 10 minutes and two hours.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is insane. And then I think 15 seconds later, some lady popped up and was like, you ready to rock and roll? I'm like, I'm ready to rock and roll. And she wasn't taking any prisoners. Like, I mean, we're not, we're not like total idiots. So we can follow instructions. I can't imagine how frustrating it must be to have that lady's job.
2: Yeah, no, that's true. The the lady in my particular circumstance, she ran through it pretty quickly as well. Like I already had the test kit out and I read the directions before I even logged on to the call, but you know, I had everything within my reach and she was just like, "All right, you need this, 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 this and this. Show them to me." <laughs> and I did, and then we got on with it. But yeah, she was she was not getting paid. It was like she was getting paid per patient, not by the hour.
0: She was about running through those cases and, and getting you in and out of there as fast as possible. Exactly. I didn't even open mine up until I made the phone call. I had the website on the outside of the box and I was like, yeah, it's the same thing. It just ran right through it. I mean, she was not messing around. We was in and out of that thing in like three minutes and she was gone. But hey, she had 338 other people to deal with probably.
2: But I do appreciate the fact that we only had to swab the inside of our nose and I didn't have to touch my brain again this time because the test we took initially, I took it in the drive through at the CVS pharmacy close to where I live. That was the test that we needed to leave the country and get into Canada. That joker touched my brain and I'd be perfectly fine if I never had to do that again. Really? So did a nurse do it for you? No, I did it in the driver's seat of my truck, in the drive-through of the CVS pharmacy. I I took this test and the instructions read, insert into your nostril until the stop line. And the stop line was, it was, it was like a red little line. It was just about the part where you break the Q-tip off, where the remaining part goes into the tube. The stop line was like right
0: before that. And it was in there. It drew tears. I mean, just the regular one's kind of uncomfortable, the whole 15 seconds in each nostril rolling around. It's, the one I had in the CVS drive through was the exact same thing that we did today on camera with that nurse here in Canada. I had the, it was the exact oh, same thing, break it off, everything. and I got gypped. Oof. You got gypped, but I would take brain poking over an impending visit from the Ministry of Public Health.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that That is true. That is true. Yeah, I can't imagine that'd be a great conversation. Like, what would you do, bro? What would you do if crown popped off? You can't breathe without being in pain. What What would you do? Like, I wore a mask. I went there. I came right back. Like, give me, give me a break, man.
0: I think you'll be fine. Right. I can't wait for this conversation, and we'll report back uh, here on the pod when we get that. But you know, I think it goes into a deeper discussion. If we have just a moment, I'd like to touch on something a little bit personal. And that is the Findlay name is cursed. There is, <laughs> there, there, there is a Findlay curse out there. And, you know, you and Joey know a little bit of the Findlay curse. Cause if something can go wrong, it does go wrong in travel extreme travel situations. It always has for me. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it just it repeatedly happens over and over. So I knew that coming here with this extreme travel situation, that something was going to go wrong for me, and it did.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah,
0: I got nothing for you, man. <laughs>
2: like, that all I can do, all I can do, is solidify your claims and let the people know that this isn't just theatrics. There actually is a Finley curse, especially as it pertains to traveling. If there was a, any stats being taken between Joey, myself, and Paul, and we look at the total number of plane flights taken versus the total number of delays that we had to endure, Paul's got to be winning. He's, he's probably batting 400. Like him and Mike Trout probably have the same batting average right now. Like Paul leads <laughs> the league for sure.
0: Uh, you're the first person to ever compare me to Mike Trout. Yeah. Well, you're welcome.
2: You're welcome. <laughs> it's a small consolation prize to being delayed on half
0: the flights you take. (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to dig back through. I'm going to try and find some of the more extreme examples of the Finley curse. So when we come back on here for our next quarantine update, you guys will, you know, assuming I'm not hauled off to COVID detention centers for, you know, for going out and having a medical emergency, then uh, we'll come back with, uh, I'll regale you with the audience with stories of uh, the Finley travel curse and you know, maybe our audience can send in some of their wild stories and you know, we can mention them, we can compare, we can swap some more stories here on the air. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, if
2: I'm coming to you guys solo for quarantine update number five, you already know what's happening. <laughs> and I'll let you know about the whereabouts of Paul if if I know myself. Uh, but if we both come back to you on quarantine update number five, that means we're going to be delving into more detail about the Finley curse, maybe talking about the war stories of some listeners, because you always think you got it bad until someone else comes and and tells you about something they've had to endure.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've heard some from our mentors and the people that come before us about some crazy stuff had to deal with in Korea and, uh, you know, the, the Indonesia, some places that are just rough. Uh, so. You know, we might have to get Joey Bell on here for the War stories segment. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, yep, that's what you can look forward to, ladies and gentlemen. For the next update, we'll have at least two people on here talking. It'll be Joey, myself, maybe Paul, hopefully Paul. But, <laughs> but that's what you get to look forward to. And- <laughs> Update number five, but uh, for this particular update, uh, we we appreciated the opportunity to talk with you. Thank you so much for listening with us. Uh, make sure you go and listen to the regular episode seventeen with Colin Lobo from the NRMCA that just dropped a couple of days ago. That's a great interview, and if you're any way a part of the concrete industry, you've been influenced by the NRMCA in one way, shape, or form. And Colin talks about their vast reach, and he's definitely an interesting guy. And and I said it in the podcast. He might be the smartest person we'll ever have on the podcast. So it was awesome to to learn some stuff from him for sure. But uh, that'll do it for now. We'll see you guys see you next boy.
0: time.